protecting your kids from predators online. Hmm. The border's open, and Biden's crimes, among many others. And, believe it or not, woke Transformers. They're getting at your kids every way they can. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Friday. Yep, Friday has arrived. We made it almost through another week. And uh, we got lots coming up. There's jam, jam show today. We got all kinds of head shaker headlines, as usual. But right now, we're going to start things off with a reminder to protect your online activity with the best and the easiest VPN, NordVPN. And right now, you use the special link in our show notes right down there, and you will get an amazing deal from NordVPN. Through us at the Jay Sheldon Show. It is time for the Miko update. Miko's our fabulous furry little friend, three year old Shiba Inu baby. And uh, we love her to bits. She's, uh, <laughs> she's, quite the, she's quite the bit of work. She has a few favorite toys. One of them is this giant dinosaur, giant blue dinosaur. So uh, <laughs> you gotta watch this. It was snuck around the corner with the dinosaur and just poked his head around. Now, she doesn't know why this thing is, but she loves attacking this thing. So now it looks like it's actually coming to life. And she doesn't, she doesn't quite know what to make of it or whether she should go on the offensive and start an attack or just back up and protect herself. I don't know which, but the, the tail is shaking. So whatever it is, she's happy. So it's sneaking out. See it coming around the corner there. And she's trying to figure out how far she's going to let it go before she actually attacks. <laughs> she's going crazy. Anyway, she did eventually, of course, attack the thing and uh, completely destroyed it. She's nuts. Miko Update brought to you by BarkBox.com. That's a monthly subscription service for your dog. If you sign up every month, you will get a themed box of goodies for your dog. All natural ingredients. Includes two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew. And if there's ever any part of that you don't like or you're not happy, you get a hold of their customer service and they will make it right. They have a one 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a free month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. You can sign up for just one month if you want. Try them out. You'll be back. And when you sign up, make sure you use that BarkBox.com slash Miko link. Now, for a limited time, there's a second link in our show notes. Shh. Not everybody sees that. You go to the show notes, look down, there's BarkBox.com slash Miko, and then there's another link with a special deal. They have the coolest water toys for your dog. They've got this, this uh, fountain that shoots up a bunch of jets of water spray. Miko loves those. They've got a fire hydrant that actually is also a, a squirting water fountain, and then they've got a couple of pool floaties. You can pick any one you like. They're absolutely free when you sign up for a multi-month subscription at BarkBox.com. Dot com. And again, you can always use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko. Thank you, BarkBox, for hanging out with us and helping to sponsor the Miko Update. 
All right, let's get right into it. It never fails. As you know, I'm quite sure you've seen all the headlines. They've been all over the news everywhere. This is from Fox. Uh, this link is all the links to everything we talk about are always in our show notes, so you can read the whole article. Mexico has tripled the number of migrants sent to the U.S. border ahead of what is now the collapse of Title 42. Unbelievable. The Mexican government issued triple, three times, the typical number of humanitarian visas to migrants looking to travel through the country. Of course, you've got to go through Mexico to get into the U.S. That was just in April. 30,000 visas in April, more than the months of January, February, and March combined. Combined. The spike comes as U.S. border states brace for the end of Title 42, Trump-era public health order, which allowed the speedy deportation of most asylum seekers. 30,000 people, which, you know, honestly, that is just a small fraction of the amount of people that the border officials have had to deal with. Uh, they've sent the National Guard in. They are doing everything they can to control the flow. It ain't working. They are coming across in the hundreds of thousands. We are in some serious trouble, folks, and you've seen these idiot Democrats use every excuse in the book. Oh, well, they, they, pick our, they put food on our tables. They pick our crops. They clean our houses. Unbelievable. And, of course, this moron in the White House will do absolutely nothing about it. He could have. He chose not to. So there you go. Unbelievable, this criminal enterprise that is running our country right now. Not just Biden, but he's certainly, uh, he's the figurehead of it. And, you know, the more news came out about this criminal enterprise called the Biden family and with all the news that has come out about the millions that China has sent and filtered through LLCs to members of the Biden family, <clears throat> including, I'm sure, 10% at least for the big guy, zero coverage. That's how much coverage ABC, CBS, NBC has given to this multi-million dollar business scandal. You know how much coverage they've given? Zero. None. Have not covered it at all. Biden is as compromised as the day is long and denying what his son has done just absolutely stinks to high heaven. Unbelievable. In fact, you know, I'm liking this Byron Daniels guy more and more. Take a look at what he had to say. I think it's disgusting that some of uh, your uh, rivals in media don't even want to talk about this issue when we actually have legitimate receipts. We have bank receipts. We have records. We've gone through all that. They should be covering that. Now, getting back to Joe Biden, I do think he's compromised simply because his brother and his son were engaged with dealings of foreign companies and foreign countries. We have now documented China and Romania, and he knows nothing 
All the LLCs that were created, were most of them were created when he was vice president of the United States, and he knows nothing. If he doesn't know anything, he is the dumbest person in the history of the planet and shouldn't be president of the United States. <laughs> well, you're not wrong there, Byron. Dumbest person in the history of the planet. Yeah, I think you got that pretty right. You know, this guy is looking really good. I could see him as a VP on Trump's ticket. Trump could do a lot worse. Not a bad idea at all. Oh, man. It, it just keeps going on and going on. What else we got happening here? Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Take a look at this. This is from a uh, tweet from uh, Mary Margaret Olihan. And uh, there we go. These are the buses. We showed you these buses uh, last night when they were empty, all lined up to be filled. And now here they are being filled. <clears throat> but while they're being filled, authorities are blocking the media's view of the illegal immigrants being loaded onto the buses. CBP, which is probably something Border Patrol, uh, a car pulls right up in front of us, she writes, supposedly because the media was getting too close. Yeah. See, they don't want you seeing this. And they look at all these people with handphones, half of them probably reporters. Although, again, not being covered much by any of the networks except maybe Fox. But there you go. There's the And they're doing everything they can. Look at all these people. And they're trying to get pictures and images. And they are doing their best to try and stop people from, uh, from reporting on just exactly what kind of an absolute mess it is down there. And it is. Yeah, you just check it out. Put that in a search bar. And you'll, you'll see the disgusting things that are going on down there. All right. Speaking of disgusting things, it's not only happening at the southern border. It's happening in all of our big blue cities, including, of course, New York. Former Marine Daniel Penny. He turned himself in today. Um, he is going to face charges of manslaughter in the chokehold death of criminal Jordan Neely. I should say ex-criminal because he's dead. Uh, the corrupt district attorney Alvin Bragg has confirmed that. 30-year-old homeless man, repeat offender, 40 prior arrests, severe mental illness issues, choked out by this American hero, Marine. Absolutely frightening. Hang on. We're getting to it. All right. Bragg's office stated Daniel Perry is being charged with manslaughter. According to CNN, Penny's expected to turn himself in. He did turn himself in this morning. Um, he choked Jordan Neely to death, New York subway train, and will face criminal charges. Two sources familiar with the matter told NBC News in New York that Penny will be charged and surrender Friday. The decision to charge Penny of course, was made by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, and they will go forward without being presented to a grand jury. Penny's lawyers have said it is not possible for Penny to have foreseen 
that his efforts would cost him uh, nearly his life. A fundraiser launched this week to support the legal defense of Penny following the incident that took place on the first of this month. Uh, Neely, a 30-year-old homeless man, repeat offender, 40 prior arrests, severe mental issues. Uh, Penny had placed him into a chokehold after Neely had reportedly started behaving erratically and showing aggression towards other passengers. Footage from that day, which I'm sure you've all seen, show Penny, after he's choked out the guy, um, putting him in a recovery position in an attempt to make sure he was okay. It's a mess. It's going to be a mess. Folks, get out of out of those blue cities. You are not safe there. And look, I know, I know people want to do the right thing. I know how it works. But you can't. That, when you see something happen, that thing inside of you, if you are of right mind, that makes you want to act, makes you want to step in and do the right thing, which is what you should do. Don't intervene. Don't do it. I, I, it kills me to say that. Because one of, one of the rules I have lived by is to always do the right thing. Your political leaders have betrayed you. And basically, you don't have any rights anymore. You are not protected. The good Samaritan laws that used to... You know, forget it. They're gone. Even if they're still on the books, they don't matter. It's going to go against, I know, every instinct in your bones. But you, you've you got to have the discipline to say, not going to do it. Now, if you're not in one of these democratically controlled hellhole blue cities, like New York, Chicago, you know, okay, fine. You'd probably be all right. But if you are... Fight that instinct to step in and do the right thing. It absolutely kills me to say this. But sadly, it is absolutely a fact. We've come to that, my friends. We have, we have come to that point where it's no longer safe for you to do the right thing. And that is a sad, sad day. <clears throat> All right, it is time to tell you about one of our sponsors, if you just bear with me for a second. They uh, they pay to be here, they want to talk to you, and uh, they have some amazing products. And among those is the most amazing way for you to get all of your fruits and vegetables. Look, folks, you know how important they are to a good, healthy body. Folks, fruits and vegetables are the key to healthy living. But while fruits and veggies are the anchor of any good, healthy diet, they are a pain in the butt. You got to go shop for them. You got to store them. You've got to prepare them. You got to cook them. It's a pain in the butt. Most of us don't even bother. You give up before you even get started. Half the time you get halfway through, and by the time you get back to your fruits and veggies, they've all gone off. They've gone rotten. 
Brickhouse Nutrition has developed Field of Greens, comes in some amazing tasting flavors. It is a powder that you mix in with your favorite drink. You can use water if you want, green tea, orange juice, whatever. And uh, they are 100% real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. All the ones you need are right in there. Just put a teaspoon in with your favorite drink. Down the gulp it goes, and you're set. It will provide you with an amazing tasting powder. will provide you with all the good stuff you need, all your fruits and veggies, every day. And all you got to do is open up the container, grab a spoon, stick it in your favorite drink, and you're done. Uh, whatever you do, it will make you, uh, you know, the next time you go to your doctor, your doctor's going to say, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up because it's working. And that's because it is. With Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens, uh, they are great tasting flavors and you will love it and it is good for you. If you use our special link in our show notes tonight, it's down there, you will get a great deal from Brickhouse Nutrition. Use that link. It's the only way to get this deal. Uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition and the Jay Sheldon Show. And if you use that link, like I said, you will get a cool deal from Field of Greens. All right. Uh, Online Predators. That's our thumbnail tonight. And I saw this story and it scared the crap out of me. You really know what your kids are up to when they're online? Well, you should. And it's getting worse. And likely it will get worse before it gets better. This is from uh, commonsensemedia.org. Interesting article. Great info in here. Not going to go through the whole thing, but you need to. If you're a parent, you need to know these facts. Talking to kids and teens about online predators gives them the tools they need to handle themselves in a web-based world. Every parent worries about online predators at some point. And while it's smart to be cautious, the facts show it's actually fairly rare for kids to be contacted by adult strangers seeking sexual communications. But it does happen. Of course, it's natural to be concerned about your kids when they're going into this unknown world. But instead of acting out of fear, what you can do, the smart, common-sense thing to do, is to arm yourself with the facts so that you can help your kids to be smart. That's all we're asking. Just give your kids the tools they need to be smart, cautious, savvy. The concern, every time I read the news, it feels like there's an article about some creep contacting a kid in a game. The facts. Well, according to the University of New Hampshire's Youth Internet Safety Study, Reports of unwanted sexual solicitations declined 53% between 2000 and 2010. As of 2010, only 9% of kids who used the Internet received an unwanted sexual solicitation. But listen, folks, you don't want your kid to be in the 9% group, and it can happen. More than inspiring fear in our kids... We arm them with information. So when you talk to your kids, there's a chance 
someone could approach them online in a in a game. Uh, you know, this is not just chat rooms, by the way. They're Xbox, all those kind of things. I know it's difficult to keep up with the kids with all the different media and outlets they have, but you've got to. It's a part of your job as a parent to know what your kids are connecting online with and to maybe not monitor it like the government monitors all of us, if you know what I mean. But keep an eye on it. Know what they're getting into. Take a look at this. This is some scary, scary stuff about predators. From that point on, he realized how serious this actually was. And uh, I was like, hey, well, you know that it's not just these chat rooms. It's most of the time it's social media apps like so like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tinder, um, oh, you know, all of them. It's anywhere a kid has access to Roblox, Minecraft, their Xbox when they're talking to their friends. Um, these predators are on everything. So I said to him, hey, if we get some decoys in there and they, they you know, grown women or grown men, they pretend to be children. We can go and try to catch these people uh, and expose them in real life, just the same way I've been helping organizations for two and a half years do it, except instead of me sending it to them, we'll do it ourselves. There you go. It's out there. It's happening. Please be aware of what your kids are doing online. You don't have to hover over them like a hawk. Just be aware. A lot of times we tell I mean, who doesn't tell your kids, don't talk to strangers? Don't share personal information. But a kid's online relationships can feel just as real as their offline ones. These days, kids have grown up online. That's You and I grew up without the Internet. These kids have not. That's been exactly what... That is part of their life, part of their communications, their social circles. Um, but before they start chatting with anybody, kids ought to know some of the basic digital citizenship and online privacy and how to protect it. Let your kids know these things. Let them know what the important signals are. Let them know it is not okay to be having sexual discussions with strangers online. Read this article. The link is in our show notes. It's really pretty good. It talks... It does say that, that, you know, the amount of incidents has gone down. We are not as uh, overrun with these kind of incidents as we used to be. But it's still there. And like I said, only 9%. Well, I don't want my kid to be one of the 9%. Frightening. 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 Uh, all right, hang on just one quick second as we uh, go through. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to do it all myself. All right, give me a break. I think I've got one more. That Yeah, okay. Mm. Speaking of kids and these times that we live in, <laughs> If you think you know what your kids are watching, they're trying everything they can do to sneak this bullshit in around the corners where maybe you're not looking. Transformers, Earth Speak, features a non-binary bot. Yeah. 
What did I tell you? There you go. Hasbro, Paramount Plus, and Nickelodeon have a non-binary robot in the Transformers Earthspeak kids animated show. The character is an Autobot named Nightshade who uses pronouns. Footage has hit social media where Optimus Prime is talking to Nightshade along with a little girl. Optimus is shown having trouble speaking with Nightshade where the little girl nods her head in approval at the bot. Nightshade's pronouns are they, them, says the little girl. Nightshade responds, he or she just doesn't fit who I am. Worth a mention, by the way, is apparently the writers of that series got Nightshade's dialogue wrong, as I believe the correct non-binary wording should have been doesn't fit who we are. Yes, we, still in their world, refers to the singular, like they, which it isn't, but for them, it is. Nightshade, voiced by Z Infante, who also uses pronouns, figures, the reception has not been all that favorable. A video on YouTube celebrating Nightshade, only 1.4 thousand likes, and the same amount of dislikes. You think I'm kidding? I am not kidding. Here, take a look. My pronouns are they, them. Thanks. I'm Sam. I'm she, they, but you already know that. <laughs> wow, what an amazing city. I'm sorry for how I reacted. It's just sometimes the world can be a scary place. It's hard to know who is dangerous or not. Hmm. That's true, though disappointing. Hey, it's okay. I know I'm safe when I'm with my friends or other non-binary people. Hmm. Yeah. You're safe with other non-binary people. It's, it's garbage. It's garbage. Please take a look at what your kids are watching and don't let them watch this crap. It is sneaking its little way into every aspect of life these days, and it's crap. They, them, he, she, non-binary. What? Here, give me a break. All right. Bill Gates back in the news. As you know, he's got that appeal thing. You can't rub off or wash off your vegetables. Take a look. If you see vegetables or fruits that have that appeal sticker on them, don't bother buying them because you cannot get rid of it. It doesn't wash off. It doesn't scrub off. It's there. And you're going to eat it whether you like it or not. The only way to avoid it, don't buy fruits or vegetables that have that sticker on it. And now, this moron may be in a little bit of trouble. This from slaynews.com. Not the most reliable website, but this seems to be pretty factual. Bill Gates' lab-grown meat is 25 times worse for the climate than beef, according to a study. 
Yeah. There is a Petri dish full of beef, and there is a, another Petri dish full of beef. Lab-grown synthetic meat, pushed by Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, apparently is far worse for the environment than beef. His allies and him at the World Economic Forum have been heavily pushing for the public to switch to this lab-grown meat, arguing that it helps fight climate change. Well, in a 2021 interview with MIT, Gates argued all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef in an effort to meet the green agenda from the WEF. The new study suggests the lab-grown meat's green credentials are not what you're led to believe. They've revealed that lab-grown or cultured meat produced by cultivating animal cells, yuck, is up to 25 times worse for the environment than real beef. Green agenda activists argue production of real meat has a huge carbon footprint because it requires water, feed, clearing of trees to make way for cattle. Experts say the carbon footprint of lab-grown meat, this crap Gates is trying to get you to shove in your gullet, could be orders of magnitude higher once the industry grows. Lab-grown meat has yet to be rolled out to the public in general. Remember Soylent Green? Remember Soylent Green? Look it up. Older people will remember Soylent Green. Old people like me. Uh, yeah. New research led by scientists at Department of Food Science and Technology, University of California, Davis. And it's been detailed in a new study, which has been published in a preprint paper, yet to be peer-reviewed, on BioRex IV server. So check it out. There's a link to that non-peer-reviewed. Got to be clear about that. So the jury's still out. But that's what the study shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Ay, ay, ay. Nice, huh? I'm just full of good news tonight, aren't I? I got another one for you. Ever get stuck in traffic? And when you get up to where the traffic clears and starts moving again... There's nothing there. We used to have, when I was in law enforcement, we used to have a, a, a word for this. We'd call them phantom accidents. There was no accident. But people just suddenly at one spot would slow down. There's no explanation. I don't have some miracle cure or some, some scientific reason for it. But I did find this video. And this will show you exactly why in a lot of cases... You wind up getting stuck in traffic. Look at this moron. That sound is from inside the guy's car who's doing this recording. But check this out. Look at this guy in this, I don't know, what is that? Slow as hell, taking up two lanes. Moves over. And that's loud. Let me back that down a little bit. No need it to be that loud. Look at this. People are trying to skate by as best they can. This guy looks from the height of this and the sound of his horn like he's probably in a big truck. Still won't move over. So, look at that. 
Really? And half into the other lane, blocking it and going way slower than they should be. Complete, look at that, right down the middle of two lanes and traveling at that speed. This is why idiots like this is why you wind up stuck in traffic when you shouldn't be. All right. I got one more to go before we get on to 1984, George Orwell's book, and uh, we will have that for you coming up in just a minute. However, we always like to end things before we get to our book with a little bit of good news, and this was some inspiring news, to say the least. Right now, the SEA uh, Games are going on. 2023's Sea Games and Cambodia's, I will never pronounce her name right, my apologies up front, Bo Samneng was the last runner left on the track long after the Sea Games 2023 women's 5,000 meter field was done. I'm going to play this video while I talk over it a little bit. started to rain she didn't quit all the other runners finished and gone home she gutted it out and eventually finished the race and when you see this reaction from this amazing woman who stuck it out and finished it and the small crowd of people in the pouring rain that stayed there to cheer her on. There she is with the Cambodian flag. Number 401. That is Cambodia's Bo Samneng. Wow. The race was over. Everybody else had virtually gone home. And she stuck to it. And she finished the race. Congratulations, Bo. That is amazing. Amazing. All right. We read books on this show. Been doing it from almost the beginning, 360 some odd shows ago. We did classic children's books, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland. And uh, we decided to do 1984 because the way this show's been going lately, we're living in it, whether you like it or not. Uh, actually, one of our viewers uh, suggested we do that, and uh, it was a brilliant idea, so we took him up on it. So we started this a few streams ago, and we're going to continue on here with George Orwell's 1984. Or is it 2023? He could not remember what happened, but he knew in his dream that in some way the lives of his mother and sister had been sacrificed to his own. It was one of those dreams which, while retaining the characteristic dream scenery, are a continuation of one's intellectual life, and in which one becomes aware of facts and ideas which still seem new and valuable after one is awake. The thing that now suddenly struck Winston was that his mother's death, nearly 30 years ago, had been tragic, sorrowful, in a way that was no longer possible. Tragedy, he perceived, belonged to an ancient time, 
to a time when there was still privacy, love, and friendship, and when the members of a family stood by one another without needing to know the reason. His mother's memory tore at his heart because she had died loving him when he was too young and selfish to love her in return, and because somehow he did not remember how she had sacrificed herself to a conception of loyalty that was private and unalterable. Such things he saw could not happen today. Today there were fear, hatred, and pain, but no dignity of emotion, no deep or complex sorrows. All this he seemed to see in the large eyes of his mother and his sister, looking up at him through the green water, hundreds of fathoms down, and still sinking. And suddenly he was standing on short springy turf, on a summer evening when the slanting rays of the sun glided to the ground. The landscape he was looking at recurred so often in his dreams, he was never fully certain whether or not he had seen it in the real world. In his waking thoughts, he called it the Golden Country. It was an old rabbit-bitten pasture with a foot track wandering across it and a molehill here and there. In the ragged hedge on the opposite side of the field, the boughs of the elm trees were swaying very faintly in the breeze, their leaves just stirring in dense masses like woman's hair. Somewhere near at hand, thought though out of sight, there was a clear, slow-moving stream where dace were swimming in the pools under the willow trees. The girl with dark hair was coming towards them across the field. With what seemed a single movement, she tore off her clothes and flung them disdainfully aside. Her body was white and smooth, but it aroused no desire in him. Indeed, he barely looked at it. What overwhelmed him in that instant was admiration for the gesture with which she had thrown her clothes aside. With its grace and carelessness, it seemed to annihilate a whole culture, a whole system of thought, as though Big Brother and the party and the thought police could all be swept into nothingness with a single splendid movement of the arm. Now that, too, was a gesture belonging to an ancient time. Wilson woke up with the word Shakespeare on his lips. The telescreen was giving forth an ear-splitting whistle which continued on the same note for thirty seconds. It was not 7.15 getting up time for office workers. Winston wrenched his body out of bed. Naked, for a member of the outer party received only 3,000 clothing coupons annually and a suit of pajamas was 600 and seized a dingy singlet and a pair of shorts that were lying across a chair. The physical ja jerks would begin in three minutes. The next movement he was doubled up by a violent coughing fit, which nearly always attacked him soon after waking up. 
It emptied his lungs so completely that he could only begin breathing again by lying on his back and taking a series of deep gasps. His veins had swelled with the efforts of the cough, and the varicose ulcer started itching. Thirty to forty, group, yapped a piercing female voice. Thirty to forty, group, take your places, please. Thirty to forties. Winston sprang to attention in front of the telescreen, upon which the image of a youngish woman, scrawny but muscular, dressed in tunic and gym shoes, had already appeared. Arms bending and stretching, she rapped out. Take your time by me. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Come on, Conrads, put a bit of life into it. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. The pain of the coughing fit had not quite driven, driven out of Winston's mind the impression made by his dream, and the rhythmic movements of the exercise restored it somewhat. As he mechanically shot his arms back and forth, wearing on his face the look of grim enjoyment which was considered proper during the physical jerks, he was struggling to think his way backward into the dim period of his early childhood. It was extraordinarily difficult. Beyond the late fifties, everything faded. When there were no external records that you could refer to, even the outline of your own life lost its sharpness. You remembered huge events which had probably not happened. You remembered the detail of incidents without being able to recapture their atmosphere, and there were long blank periods to which you could assign nothing. Everything had been different then. Even the names of countries, their shapes on the map had been different. Airstrip 1, for instance, had not been so called in those days. It had been called England or Britain though London, he felt fairly certain, had always been called London. Winston could not definitely remember a time when his country had not been at war, but it was evident there had been a fairly long interval of peace during his childhood, because one of his early memories was of an air raid which appeared to take everyone by surprise. Perhaps it was the time when the atomic bomb had fallen on Colchester, he didn't remember the raid itself, but he did remember his father's hand clutching his own as they hurried down, down, down into some place deep in the earth. Round and round a spiral staircase which rang under his feet, and which finally so wearied his legs that he began whimpering and he had to stop and rest. His mother, in her slow, dreamy way, was following a long way behind them. She was carrying his baby sister, or perhaps it was only a bundle of blankets she was carrying. He, uh, he wasn't certain whether his sister had been born then. Finally, they emerged into a noisy, crowded place, which he had realized to be a tube station. There were people sitting all over the stone-flagged floor, and other people, packed tightly together, were sitting on metal bunks, one above the other. Winston and his mother and father found themselves a place on the floor, and near them an old man and an old woman, 
were sitting side by side on a bunk. The old man had on a decent dark suit, the black cloth cap pushed back from the very white hair. His face was scarlet. His eyes were blue and full of tears. He reeked of gin. It seemed to breathe out of his skin in place of sweat, and one could have fancied that the tears welling from his eyes were pure gin. But though slightly drunk, he was also suffering under some grief that was genuine and unbearable. In his childish way, Winston gasped that some terrible thing, something that was beyond forgiveness and could never be remedied, had just happened. It also seemed to him that he knew what it was. Someone whom the old man loved, a little granddaughter, perhaps had been killed. Every few minutes, the old man kept repeating, We didn't ought to have to trust him. I said so, Ma, didn't I? That's what comes of trusting him. I said so all along. We didn't ought to have trusted the buggers. But which buggers they didn't to have trusted, Winston could not now remember. Since about that time, war had been literally continuous, though strictly speaking it had not always been the same war. For several months during his childhood there had been confused street fighting in London itself, some of which he remembered vividly. But to trace out the history of the whole period, to say who was fighting whom at any given moment, would have been utterly impossible, since no written record, no spoken word, ever made mention of any other alignment than the existing one. At this moment, for example, in 1984, if it was 1984, Oceania was at war with Eurasia, and in alliance with East Asia. In no public or private utterance was it ever admitted that their three powers had at any time been grouped along different lines. Actually, as Winston well knew, it was only four years since Oceania had been at war with East Asia and in alliance with Eurasia. But that was merely a piece of furtive knowledge which he happened to possess because his memory was not satisfactorily under control. Officially, the change of partners had never happened. Oceania was at war with Eurasia. Therefore, Oceania had always been at war with Eurasia. The enemy of the moment always represented absolute evil, and it followed that any past or future aggression with him was impossible. The frightening thing, he repeated for the ten thousandth time as he was forced his shoulders painfully backwards, with hands on hips, they were gyrating their bodies from the waist, an exercise that was supposed to be good for the back muscles. The frightening thing was that it might all be true. If the party could thrust its hands into the past, and say of this or that event, it never happened. That, surely, was more terrifying than mere torture or death. The party said that Oceania 
had never been in alliance with Eurasia. He, Winston Smith, knew that Oceania had been in alliance with Eurasia as short as four years ago. But where did that knowledge exist? Only in his own consciousness, which, in any case, must soon be annihilated. And if all others accepted the lie which the party imposed, if all records told the same tale, then the lie passed into history and became truth. Who controls the past, ran the party slogan, controls the future. Who controls the present, controls the past. And yet the past, though of its nature alterable, had never been altered. Whatever was true now was true from everlasting to everlasting. It was quite simple. All that was needed was an unending series of victories over your own memory. Reality control, they called it in Newspeak. Doublethink. Stand easy, barked the instructress a little more genially. Winston sank his arms to his side, slowly refilled his lungs with air. His mind slid away into the labyrinth world of doublethink. To know and not to know, to be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies. To hold simultaneously two opinions, which cancelled out, knowing them to be contradictory and believing in both of them to use logic against logic, to repudiate morality while laying claim to it, to believe that democracy was impossible and the party was the guardian of democracy, to forget whatever it was necessary to forget, and then to draw it back into memory again at the moment when it was needed, and then promptly forget it again and mate subtly, consciously, to induce unconsciousness, and then once again to become unconscious of the act of hypnosis you had just performed, even to understand the word double-think involved the use of double-think. That's where we will leave it off for tonight, and we'll pick it up again on Monday. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for tonight. Thanks so much. Or today, if you happen to be listening somewhere across the U.S. and the other side of the planet, I'll see you again Monday. Have yourselves a great weekend, folks. Please be sure to hit that follow button. It's right over here. Costs nothing. Just takes a quick second. Right down there, you'll see it. Just click that. It says follow. You're good to go. All right, folks. Have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday. <laughs>